1: fantasy freaks and geeks what's up we welcome you into the nfl fantasy live podcast james co here with you post super bowl and what a super bowl it was one of the great games of all time here to bring you all the takes you need it's a fantasy live crew we'll start with the wide receiver prognosticator, the pride of west virginia we have matt Harmon in the building what's up literally every take you're going to
3: possibly need You're going to get it right here on this podcast. (laughs) That's right.
1: Whatever podcast you've already
3: listened to, (laughs) sorry you wasted your time. All the takes. That show. All right. You could
1: have just got it all right here. Uh, Wizkid from Wisconsin. Alex Gilhart. What's going on?
4: Feels good sitting on the uh, side of the table with correct analysis. Oh, uh, uh, man. From the Super Bowl predictions.
2: Man. There it is. There it is. Uh, Bad
1: high five. Damn
2: it. That's
1: terrible. It's (laughs) an audio podcast. Nobody has to see it. It was a. Uh, just so you guys know, it was a very stereotypical uh, white man. Uh, high five there. As,
2: uh, All right. All right. I didn't know we were gonna. Start I didn't off. even hear. I didn't even hear the slap
1: because it, it, cause it wasn't. It was. It was like they missed. It was like
2: well. You know, it was like that. It was, it was thumb to pinky. Yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm not through my first full cup of coffee. All
4: right, yeah,
3: Gelhar hasn't even had one cup yet.
4: Man. Why don't you pick the Super Bowl <laughs> better over there before you come judge me for Whoa. high fives?
3: Wow, there it is. Can't believe you there took the is. Patriots. Wow. What, a, what a
1: yeah, what a terrible, what a stupid
2: pick. Terrible analysis. Wow, <laughs> never. They don't win. Tom Brady threw for 500 uh, yards. So three touchdowns. How'd you get your job, bro? Makes
3: ah. yeah,
1: exactly. What, what what did you do?
2: I was called a hack
3: on Twitter twice yesterday. Ah. Oh, nice. <laughs> people, people get fired up during this. I the- didn't tweet once. Oh, That's when you know nice. you made it.
1: That's when you yeah. know you made it.
3: I Someone called me a Skip Bayless hack. And wow. Put what did comment. you tweet out? Oh, I said <laughs> 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 that was a Skip Bayless level. <laughs> to be fair, I did say. I, all I did was point out a fact. Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo's never fumbled in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he called me a Skip the- Bayless troll hack, and I was like, man, I wish I was cashing that paycheck. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd be a troll. Oh, I, yeah, James absolutely. and I have discussed this before. <laughs> oh, extensively. I would sell
1: out in a heartbeat. <laughs> do that job for that check. Oh, yeah. Oh, no yeah. no question. Uh, we got the franchise here. Yo. Matt Franciscovich, what's up?
2: What up? How you doing, pal? I'm holding the down-pointing arrow that's right. emoji thing. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just always at my desk. Maybe it's a sign of... My future. It's very this whole. This whole this whole uh, this whole week they've been here. These they, arrows. They have these emoji arrows that they use for the Twitter show. On, That's right. On these wooden sticks, and okay. I have the big red down arrow in my hand.
1: It seems fitting for you,
2: I, I guess. I, I'm trending down. It's not. The, have, no, the no, the no.
1: Up, no. Yeah. Because when you hold it, that means you can apply it to other people.
2: Oh, know? oh, yeah. You better watch out. You know what I mean. Yeah, Don't yeah. offend me, or I'll apply the down arrow. Hey, to you know what I mean? Base. Don't offend you. Good thing you're not easily offended. <laughs> That's right? what I'm saying. Tom, That's why it's fitting that Tom, he's holding it. Tom That's Brady's
1: got one of these above his
2: head.
5: Oh. Very sad. Very Curtis
1: sad. or Chris? Chris Hayre in the building. What's up? Man?
5: Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. I incorrectly picked the Super Bowl as well, but uh, I'm happy for some of these Eagles guys. By the way. Oh, yeah. You know, Doug oh. Peterson, man. Woo. What a game he called. I mean, we'll get into (laughs) it. Unbelievable. We will. Unbelievable. Uh,
1: We've got a great show in front of us here today. We'll, of course, uh, react to the Super Bowl, one of the great games again. Um, One of the great just overall games of all time, one of the best Super Bowls of all time, certainly. Yeah. Uh, We're getting spoiled lately. It was a lot of fun. You know, that's what I was trying to say. Like, you know, I was going through all the Super Bowl games recently, and I'm like, man, there have been a lot of classics. Yeah. We've had over the last five or six years, so it's been it's been great. Um, it, look, we're going to talk about Super Bowl. We'll talk about some of the fallout uh, from the Super Bowl as well. Where does Nick Foles play? What's going to happen with Josh McDaniels? Because all of a sudden, something's a little bit murky with Josh McDaniels' future. What's going to happen with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady? All these guys. Uh, we'll talk about the fallout certainly uh, from the Super Bowl as well. But we let let's start with big news. There is going to be an offseason of change for the Patriots. There will be an offseason of change for the NFL Fantasy Life podcast. Oh. Uh too big uh too big. Uh, this maybe this quantifies – or qualifies rather as uh as your top fantasy headlines.
4: It is up there. News. News.
1: news, news, news. 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 Uh franchise will uh we'll start with you but uh uh, Producer Chris and Matt Franchise have some uh, great news to share with us, but uh, Franch, we'll start with you.
2: Sure, yeah, this is uh, this is officially my last podcast of with the Fantasy Live crew because um, I got a new job opportunity at EA Sports doing content strategy and esports there for their Madden. Uh, everyone knows what Madden is. The Madden. Wait, football. The Madden. What is that? It's uh, the Madden. Are you
3: are you going to be John Madden's secretary?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to re- be reporting on the eSports League, the Madden Ultimate League, that started over the weekend at Super Bowl. That's great. Um, Pretty cool. It's a competitive league that goes like 10 or 12 weeks, and then it, it will culminate at the draft. Um, there's four Madden majors throughout the year, so I'm, I'm basically going to be the eSports writer for EA. They're building a content. Love it going to uh, be busy. There. You're going to be a real cool busy, job. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, so this awesome. is it. This is my last Fantasy Live podcast.
1: What a cliffhanger from last Thursday. <laughs> and, uh, right? I know, right? If you were listening, and didn't know what One the guy tweeted from. and was like, "Oh, ah. it is it was, <laughs> <what> a cliffhanger." <laughs> it was. It really was. Um Uh, but yeah, no, man. It's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a sad day certainly for uh the Fantasy podcast. Um Yeah. But we're happy for you too, man. Yeah. You know? H- very Thank happy. You. For Thank you. you we're a, a good team over there.
3: Yeah, that's true. Marcus said uh, when you first told us, uh, like, what was that? A couple weeks ago. Or yeah, whatever, a couple and, like, weeks. He said it best. I think like we're happy
2: for you, but sad for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously. I understand. Yeah, they, it's they're, they're bittersweet. because yeah, I love you guys. I love the team. I love the stronghold. I love the podcast. All the opportunity, uh, cool opportunities I've had here in the last. I've been here for four seasons now. Yeah. The last two seasons, they actually put me on TV. They, yeah. Alongside Matt Harmon, yeah. Uh, so it's awesome. been fun, and uh, should be it Emmy sucks. nominated. It sucks, but it's right. and Emmy yeah, yeah. nominated, yeah. Like Emmy this
4: is man. us, and then the yeah. fantasy hipsters. Exactly. Really we were sh- trying for an, an Emmy, but... pretty
3: pretty much like the yeah. same yeah. emotional
4: heartstrings. Right? Yeah, yeah. I watch I watch hipsters, and I just weep openly, it's just the same <laughs> as I do when I watch this is us, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did this get put on television? Right.
2: You're weeping weeping for an entirely different reason. I go back and watch us on Fantasy and Friends, the first season we did. And it was, like, live to TV, and I'm like, wow, we were so bad.
0: What? No. Why did they
2: let us keep coming on this show? I thought it was better. It was
1: great. Oh, it was man. so awesome, it was, it was
2: It was fun this year because yeah. we got to like pre-record them and like, do a couple takes if we messed up. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, So there wasn't the nerves. Well, and but plus, it,
1: it, and the jo- I think your jokes hit uh, a little yeah. bit better this season. We were more polished. We did the bit.
2: podcast last
3: offseason. Okay, yeah, yeah, Worked yeah. on our
1: chemistry a little bit. There it bit, is.
3: Profes- yeah, I mean, we're basically professionals now. Yeah, we're, we're professionals <laughs> now just, just in time for a franchise to leave. Right.
2: I'm going out on top like Jerry Seinfeld. I like exactly.
1: it. Not like Tom Brady. Right. Right.
2: Sad walker. Shane back to the locker
1: room you know here's the thing man we'll, um you know I, I of course you know we, we knew about uh, this coming here and, and yeah. I had called through some of the uh, the old stuff so we'll, we'll we'll pop in some of your highlights all right from the podcast a little later mm. on cool uh, in the show but producer Chris got some big news over on that side of the window as
5: well yeah this is my last day as well I'm uh, I'm gonna do a little bit more with the Chargers get that podcast rolling Chargers weekly and, awesome. Uh, do a little bit more with them and keep some other opportunities open this off season, man. So I've, I had a blast with you guys yeah. this season. It went by really, really fast. So it fast. Al- it always does. It's unbelievable. It I, I remember James, so I, remember, fast. I was watching LeGarrette Blunt scored a touchdown yesterday, <laughs> and I immediately flashed back to when we were talking about how he could potentially get cut in the preseason. Right. Yep. That, I'm like, right. that was six months ago? Yeah. yeah. No. It's unbelievable. It but, seems like a lifetime, man. Yeah, but you guys have been a blast to work with, man. Awesome podcast, and uh, look forward to keeping in touch. And yeah. You never know. God yeah. has cross- big, again very
4: soon. big, big losses over here in the fantasy. It's like, crazy. See, see <laughs> the end of a season, and free Drop agency is flat. just
2: ravaging. No, <laughs> we, we didn't even get to wait until the start of the league. Yeah, no. we're just Sean. <laughs> <gone. laughs> yeah. We're not eligible to be tagged we're like,
1: either. Oh, <laughs> Super Bowl's <laughs> over. Peace. Bye.
2: <laughs> <Guy.
3: laughs>
1: God, man.
3: Yeah, it's pretty heavy.
1: Uh, it is. No, I mean, it is. And, and you know, again, uh, for both these gentlemen, it's been a, a pleasure certainly working with them. And, um, and yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for both of them, man. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, we, we got a show in front of us here today, and a good one too. Um, and, and we'll get to all uh, these. Uh, well, it'll be B minus. A mediocre show in front of us here today uh let's start of course with the Super Bowl That's the only thing people are talking about it's the only thing we'll talk about here start to finish I think it was one of the best Super Bowls of all time it was yeah, um it was. look I the the epic comeback last year against the Falcons 28 to3 we get all that Great, I mean amazing fourth quarter of last year's Super Bowl but really when it got the the run-up up until the the comeback it was pretty boring right so but start to finish. I would say this was one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Eagles pulling off the upset of course 41 to 33. Nick Foles named your game. MVP Tom Brady, an amazing game, had over 500 yards. It's the first time a quarterback with 500-plus uh, yards lost in NFL game, period, I think. Yeah. It's I the understand. first time an NFL team with 600 total yards lost an NFL game. Now, we're talking Super Bowl, postseason, regular. It doesn't matter. It's the first time it's happened in the NFL. A team has put up 600 yards and lost. And if you think about it, that is outrageous. Yeah. That is. They didn't have a single punt. The Patriots. Yeah, never punted. They never punted one time in this game, and they lost. Mm -hmm. Craziness. What a great game this was. Um, Immediately post-game, this was a little bit of a shocker, though. Rob Gronkowski started talking, uh, I don't know, about retirement or mulling his his 2018 future. Not sure if he's going to come back. He needs to take a little bit of time. That That was a shocker. That one came a little bit came out of nowhere, but um, uh, but I, I guess we'll start with the game. Matt Harmon, what was your thought impressions on the game, and, and what really impressed you the most?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm super impressed by the Eagles' offense. I mean, really, their whole team because their defense really never allowed the Patriots to kind of get control of the game. That that was what what my big takeaway was that it just felt like Philadelphia was in the driver's seat throughout the entire game. Right. And I think you have to give a lot of credit, even to, when they gave up the lead. Yeah, right. You never you never felt like they they were out of it. Right. You know, I still had confidence that they were going to ho- come back. I mean, definitely, like you know, two and a half minutes left, like Patriots down. I obviously, I mean, I said it several times. Watch the game. Like this is there's still plenty of time for Brady to to come back in this one. But at the same time, like they never they never like got a handle on the Eagles. And I think a lot of it has to do with what just how much they can throw at you on offense. Like, right. You look at uh, you look at the Patriots and and their defense like. It had been there were questions throughout it the entire season, but definitely their lack of speed showed up. Like yeah. in the front seven, uh, Nick Foles threw 44% of his passes on out of play action. Uh, he had when he took two and a half seconds or less to throw the ball, he had like 135 passer rating. Like that, 14 for Man. 15 on those throws. Like they were just able to really dice them up with like a quick spread attack. A lot of RPOs, obviously. That's the Drink word of the game. <laughs> God, uh, I hope not. They did yeah, like a thing they in had the, had the awesome yeah. broadcast. They had a whole segment
4: about it. I was like, God, I hope they nobody. To find our right? Yeah. Finish,
3: finish your beer. Uh, but, but it was. I mean, it, I, I know I saw uh, Danny Kelly from The Ringer posted yep. uh, that the Eagles beat the Patriots with the NFL's like new look modern offense. I haven't read the piece yet, but I imagine a lot of it are gonna is gonna mention stuff like this. And that's really what Peterson was like. He was aggressive, balls to the walls. I mean, he left. He definitely left his nuts out on the field. Yeah, in the game going for it on several fourth down. And, you know, it is kind of the way the NFL is going with, with the quick strike pass game, all the right. ways they can throw throw different attacks at you. And also the Eagles, like I hate to be an analytics honk, but like the Eagles do have a specific guy in Peterson's ear to give him like when these calls are is beneficial, that right? to go, yeah, beneficial to go for. It. They have an analytics analytics guy doing that in game. And you see so many coaches bungle. Those, yeah. those decisions and Peterson was just lights out every time he needed to do it yesterday he did it and it came to fruition well
1: it's not only that but it's the marriage of those when to make those calls but also the play calls themselves you yeah. know they, what I mean they, I mean they
4: called an amazing game
1: an amazing game like, I thought they,
4: they kept him on their heels and like you said the the with how they're spreading them out and all that they throw at him. Corey Clement was the leading receiver for the team yeah. but four different guys had five or more receptions uh four Sean different Sean guys Shaffrey had 67 huge. or more yards yeah. like there was just this like, who do you who do you who do you shut down? Like, how do you how do you stop an offense that that's ver- that is that versatile? And Nick Foles, man, we have to give credit where credits due. The last two games, I looked at the numbers here. Hey, look at him, look at him. So in the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, he's right. completed combined seventy one percent of his passes for seven hundred and twenty five yards. Six touchdowns, one interception. That wasn't even his fault because yes. Elshon yeah, Jeffrey was like, "Yo, was bomb- here yep. you yeah, there you yeah, go, there you go, catch that!" Right. And then only one sack. Like that isn't. You take his the name off the jersey and you just look at that production. You're like, yep. holy crap, that's yeah, an amazing string of games all- there all- for TV, a qu- yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah, and he's an all pro already. Is Nick Foles? Yeah. And he carved up the Vikings defense and then it. went to Bre- Belichick and Matt Patricia with two weeks. Yada yada yada. That's, you know, and then he just was like. Nah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I I hear you. I hear you, but I'm going to do my thing.
1: Nick Foles, 28 of 43, 370 air, uh, 373 through the air, three touchdowns, one interception, a 106 quarterback rating. I mean, he was he was special. Tom Brady on the other side, 28 of 48, 505 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, did have that fumble lost uh, obviously late in the game, but uh, you can't put the game the loss you can't hang it on tom brady man holy hell 500 and he was you know in the second half especially he was so sharp yeah i mean just razor sharp but it just the the new england patriots defense just couldn't do couldn't make the appropriate stops and um and the eagles went 41 33 but french what was your takeaways on this game What what impressed you I think I th- for me it's
2: Nick Foles. I mean, it looked like he had a lot of time to throw and then when he got pressured, he was mo- like he can move. You forget that he's pretty mobile. Like right. he he dances around back there. There were he a couple times stuff
1: downfield and it's really cool to watch. There were a couple times where you're like, "Oh my god, Nick Foles, yeah. please throw that ball yeah, away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: and yeah. the other thing is like if you're Nick Foles coming into this game, Anyone would be like, oh, he's gonna have nerves. He's right. gonna he's gonna make a dumb mistake early on. Yeah. You're facing Tom Brady, the GOAT. It's a Super Bowl, you're a backup quarterback, but You're like, facing
1: Bill Belichick did, with two weeks of prep. Yeah,
2: and like he didn't seem nervous at all. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were calm, right. cool, and collected the entire time. I think my favorite play of the game was Legarrett Blount's touchdown run. Oh, that was just God. like Boom! Oh, revenge, baby! You could also tell that the,
4: the guys in the Patriots secondary wanted no part of oh trying my, to hit him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got to that second level with a full head of Steve, and I said to everybody at our place, He's out. Like that's the last person I'd want to tap. Oh,
5: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. or Chris, your takeaways from the game, man.
5: Well, I think we're going to get to it in a second. The Malcolm Butler thing was just yeah. absolutely bizarre scratching The me. This is a guy who started 15 games in the regular season. Yeah. started the two playoff games. He was a Super Bowl hero. A few years ago that's right and essentially a healthy scratch when hours uh, before game time I, I, I just i think if any other coaching staff did that you'd have a lot of questions on a Monday morning. I think there probably is a lot of questions yeah, still yeah, in New England yeah. today. But that was the one thing that just blew my mind considering the game that Nick Foles had. Yeah.
1: So we had talked about uh, the matchups a little bit um, in the podcast previous going right. into the Super Bowl. And, and we had really highlighted the fact that uh, Eric Rowe was not very good right, uh, as a corner. And for some whatever reason, and keep in mind, too, this decision <clears throat> to bench Malcolm Butler hours before the game Uh, Because, again, and I say hours before the game, I mean, maybe they made the decision before, but, I mean, even Eric Rowe had said he did not know he was going to start until hours before this game. So I think it is fair to say they made this decision hours before kickoff, but we had really highlighted the struggles that Eric Rowe had had in, in coverage, and, and I think those were highlighted again extensively in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, from our next gen stats team, he ended up uh, giving up a 147.9 passer rating. Ooh, oh my yeah. God! Good God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and you could see it
3: too. Watch the game, they were they were pretty clearly picking on him. Yeah, you know, we we had thought that he was going to see a lot of Nelson Aguilar right. uh, in the slot, and and yeah, he moved out and was like their primary other outside corner outside of Stefan Gilmore, and he only covered Aguilar f- five times on on the night. So yeah, it was it was definitely shocking. I wonder what did 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 Butler miss a curfew did did something happen I don't think we know or if it just was, was a straight benching Butler said after the game well first he said I ain't got nothing to say yeah then he had lots to say and then he had lots to say <laughs> and he said pretty much said they they gave up on me he felt yeah. like that and and you know he was a subject of trade rumors before this season um Especially, oh, that's the, right. I the, forgot yeah. about that. Right. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he was supposed to be part of the, the deal that brought Brandon Cooks. Yeah, was uh, so t- to, to to New England and was, yeah, going to go to New Orleans. He's uh, his contract's up after this year. I would expect he's not going to, or is his contract's no, up? No, it is. <laughs>
5: that, that's what's I think he's an unrestricted like, free agent. His, his value on the market, it's like almost the Patriots just, just cut it in half. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, just like hey, we don't need this guy in the Super Bowl. Now he's an unrestricted free agent. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be the top corner on this market.
3: Right. Yeah, and and I think teams will still be He did not have that great of a season this year. He definitely gave, like he's a good he's a good player, but he gave up some big plays and yeah, all that. Did. Like but I still think he'll be somebody that people are really
1: He's after. a solid piece. I don't know if he's one of those guys that oh, yeah, he's yeah. not a lockdown guy, stretch stretching the imagination, but I think he is a solid piece. And it and it highlights too um, people didn't really talk about this last night but I think it kind of highlights a little bit of the turmoil that you know um, that they were talking about the ESPN piece had uh, about the Patriots uh, top brass on down so um I don't know I, I mean I'm not I'm not saying that again I think uh, to Chris's point if this is any other coaching staff they would have been skewered oh yeah absolutely flamed for this decision yeah because again this is a defense that uh, it's pretty it's pretty bare in terms of playmakers. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And All you
5: needed was one play, James, from from Malcolm Butler. I, it's yeah. it's Malcolm
1: Butler, it's Gilmore on the outsides, and those are your those are supposed to be your your, your anchors out there. Gilmore was
5: awesome
3: last night. I right? thought
1: Gilmore was great. I
3: mean he he was Alshon Jeffrey had the first few first few big plays, he had the big long touchdown, and then right. like, once Gilmore got But awesome. even the
1: long touchdown was on row.
3: Yeah, that's what so I'm saying they, yeah. after that, they pretty much locked Gilmore up with Jeffrey, and and he was never to be heard from for the rest of
4: the evening. So former teammates,
3: that's right. That's true. Right? South Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina.
1: Teammates. I guess they were they were roommates we at South Carolina. Wow! Which is right, they great said great. that during the broadcast. It right. I right.
2: was like, "Narrative Street. Oh my first god! god. How, did, how did none of us <laughs> know first time this?" They played no. Together too, right? Yeah. The first yeah. time they played
3: against each I other. Think, I think. that. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. the first
1: time. Yeah, it's the first time they saw uh, narratives colliding. College roommates. Crazy.
3: Give wow. me
2: a break.
1: That's but uh, but <laughs> yeah no I mean certainly I think that was a that was a storyline big time storyline and um you know something that they didn't really. There's just no explanation for it. Yeah, I mean the de- the the defense needed playmakers. Malcolm Butler's one of your playmakers, and again, not only was he a starter, but I mean he was. I
4: think they said playing on the, 98 ATM percent podcast. of yeah. The s- snaps. Yeah, I think they said on the ATM podcast he played the most snaps out of yep. anybody on the New England defense. What so That's crazy. crazy as I walked in this crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't understand that.
1: Um, Rob Gronkowski had a good game, but um, immediately after the game, started talking about and wasn't sure about what his future might hold, but uh, Rob Gronkowski. In this game, nine receptions on fifteen targets, one sixteen through the <laughs> air, and two touchdowns. He was he was a force. That drive out of the out of the
4: gates in the second half was one of those ones. Why? And it's not hyperbole to say like Rob Gronkowski is the greatest tight end that's ever played in the National Football League because he yeah. can just take games over like nobody else can. Other guys, that touchdown put, catch, man. Other guys put up the put up the stats and stuff, but I mean Gronk was he also he leveled Derek Burnett on a block leveled. like on one of those first drives too. Jesus. And then he catches. He just basically the whole drive was like it was him. It was just like yeah. They they <laughs> it made it j- him. I think it was Dan Hanses. I think on the around the NFL podcast made a joke that was like a cliche in a, in a football movie. They go into the halftime break and there's a whiteboard and they just put up like throw it to Gronk. Yeah, and then yeah. they came out and he did was, and even on his touchdown too. He was in the slot of Fred. I Forget who co- was covering him, but he just put him. It was put him in a blender and like yeah. it's the kind of thing that like you know Wes Welker in the prime or like some very uh what uh, what is going on with the. Audio there, did you guess? Yeah, get
1: pop, yeah. little pop, little pop. It. What was that? Little pop. I but
4: anyways, it was it was, was the kind of like move that a tight end should have made. It should have been like a wide receiver putting yeah. the cornerback in a blender. And R- Gronk was like, Nah. Sit I mean, down. even
1: the over the shoulder catch where full arms Oof. extended. I yeah, mean, you're just amazing. Amazing. That man. drive, he had catches of 25,
5: 24, 14, and five yards to touchdown. <laughs> and all they just white. made it
1: look so Boom, easy. boom, boom, boom.
5: While NBC was doing Crazy. a montage as to why. Gronk wasn't involved in the first right, half, half, half while Eagles he was getting involved in the <laughs> team
2: <out>. Right, right. <laughs> so funny, man.
5: Yeah, well, <laughs> probably have like
2: to halftime. Like, quick, adjust- get this montage yeah, in before it, it, it's, it's up, going up, half- up. Halftime adjustments. You know, Brandon Cooks went out and they probably didn't. Yeah, they had to go in at halftime and let like, figure out what they were gonna do. I think, but I,
3: I would imagine that Cooks was like supposed to be a pretty big part of that game plan. Yeah, of uh, course, I Talked yeah. about it on the, I think on our last podcast. Like, got to how well he was set up to have a big game, and then you could saw him still just continue to attack deep. I think I made the point like after Brady had cleared like 400 yards uh, he was averaging over 20 yards of completion like it was insane just how much they were attacking downfield and I yeah. think Hooks
1: was probably his absence was definitely felt yeah um where does Nick Foles play next year uh this is what's so crazy I mean he had one of those epic playoff runs yeah an epic playoff run Culminating in him just throwing darts, slinging arrows, man, in the Super Bowl and taking down the machine known as the Patriots. He's your Super Bowl MVP. Again, an epic playoff run. And yet, wide spe- I know he's under contract yeah. to the Philadelphia Eagles, and certainly they might not do anything with him. But there's so much speculation that teams will come after him and really try to uh, garner his services with via trade. Why? Um, I- and I think that's very possible as well. But where does Nick Foles play in 2018? It's absolutely
3: possible, um, and I think teams will definitely come calling. Um, I I don't want to say anything negative about Nick Foles right now because this is like his moment, and it you know it damn well should be his moment. Right. But at the same time, like this is this is what sometimes frustrating about the NFL and especially decision makers is that like sometimes you just can't like let a good thing lie, and it's like. Maybe we should just have enjoyed this, you know, shooting star moment for Nick Foles, and <clears throat> don't somehow extrapolate that to like he needs to be our starting quarterback next year. Because because he does. I mean, he, people will do that. That's that's gonna happen. But uh, you know, th- in terms of Nick Foles' career. This is kind of the the outlier, Nick Foles, and it's in a great offensive system, and that's why I think he should he well, should. I mean, he did
1: have that one Pro Bowl year too, where he was unbelievable. Absolutely, with Chip Kelly. But,
3: but then you look at the rest of, outside of like well well constructed environments like that in good offensive systems that are, are playing up tempo and everything. Like he hasn't been a good a good quarterback, and so I think he should stay in Philadelphia. I think he should I think he should stick there. He's under contract. I think unless uh, someone comes around with a king's ransom offer, yeah, I think Philadelphia will will want to keep him obviously he's an iconic figure now in the in the city yeah, he's he's under contract God. and like it just shows you the value of a good backup quarterback that knows the system and yeah, can come, in, come in and execute you yeah. know like if Carson Wentz has a setback and his knee injury or he's not ready to start the season yeah you know and they have dealt Nick Foles away in in March for like a, a second round pick or something I think they're going to regret it it, it comes September
4: this season was kind of emblematic of the importance of a backup. Uh, how much the backup quarterback matters too, because yeah, the the Eagles won the Super Bowl with their backup. The Minnesota Vikings were you know a game away from going to the Super Bowl with their third string quarterback basically, right. and other teams that their quarterbacks got injured for a while, like the Packers for instance, didn't didn't make it there. And that's why I think he should stay in Philly too, because we just there's so much uncertainty with Wentz coming back, and because yeah. he is the face of your franchise and, and an incredibly high level player like. You don't want to risk rushing him back and having an RG3 situation or anything right. like that. And, and the Colts, too, that was another one. Like, they they yeah. messed up. They had to trade for their eventual backup, who started, started like, the whole season yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they keep him there unless, like you said, the Kings ransom offer. But is anybody going to really come and offer, like, a first-round pick plus. I, no, Nick but it'll probably
1: be it'll probably be a, it, a second-round pick. I imagine multiple teams will come with the second-round pick.
4: Yeah, I and
3: think, if and I if they
1: so. do that, I think Philadelphia will be extremely tempted to, to to make that trade. It's tough, and they they are a
3: loaded roster already. That being Philadelphia, so I don't know. Maybe that would kind of entice them to say, like, hey, maybe we don't need this extra pick. We can stick with Foles. Mm. But I definitely think people will come calling, and I think somebody will be really tempted in the quarterback market today. You know, whoever loses out on Kirk Cousins, yeah, whoever doesn't have you know one of these top picks in the draft and feels like they don't they don't have a lot of confidence in some of the yeah. rookies. Yeah, I think that somebody will uh, come knocking on on that door. You know, whoever loses out on Keenum or whatever, I think it, it, somebody's going to come and make them an offer. I think it's better for Foles and the Eagles and. Probably even, you know, again, I don't want to say anything negative about Foles, but like probably even for the eventual team is going to make that offer. I think it's better if, if Foles just stays in Philadelphia and yeah. kind of gets to enjoy this moment in the sun. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what You happens.
4: think about Foles, too, just if he does get a chance to start four or five games next year for the Eagles before Wentz comes back, yeah, plays pretty damn well then. He could even set himself up better, like Super Bowl, right. epic Super Bowl run, Here's four more, four or five more games of, com- of competent game tape, yeah. and then he hits the free market after no, that's that. That's a good point right.
1: too. That's a good point too. I mean, if if I mean, if Philadelphia, he could he could also position himself to say, hey, listen. Uh, I brought you guys a Super Bowl. Do right by me. Trade me so that I can go to a, a place where I can really make some coin. Because he'll get traded, and then obviously they'll sign work, on, a deal, Yeah, right. They'll but. work on a contract extension. You know what I mean? So um, I mean, I could see him kind of pulling that move as well if if he really wanted to to make that coin. Although you know, he did sign a a a, a free agent contract with the Rams, didn't he? Is that is that where he signed his his big contract?
5: Yes. He was he was, was he traded, traded to the
1: Rams, to the no. Rams so. and then signed and then signed a, a contract yeah, yeah. got it. so uh yes uh, interesting stuff certainly there i mean to think about it, uh, a super bowl mvp on an epic run uh, it might not even be on the eagles next year which yeah, is crazy
4: it could be i mean we've had it's crazy. in the course of the super bowl in nfl history there have been plenty of cases actually where backup quarterbacks have come in won the game and then gone back to the bench the next year yeah. jim plunkett did it a couple times mm. Uh, I forget if Doug Williams started for the uh, Redskins again right after his Super Bowl. Do you remember, Chris? That,
5: that following year, I don't. I, I know he only played like four or five games the year that they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, right.
4: he w- played better, but they kept benching him, and then it, they got to the you know the playoffs in the Super Bowl, and he had that incredible game where he won the MVP and became the first African American quarterback to ever yep. start in and win a Super Bowl, which was pretty cool. But it's it's happened before, so there's, right. it's not like you know. totally. It's not out of the question, and all these guys don't go cash it in
1: right away, too. That's right. Uh, Did you guys see this uh, Pro Football Talk report that Josh McDaniels is having second thoughts, potentially, about taking the Colts' head coaching position? Now, remember, it was widely reported that Josh McDaniels pretty much took this job, and then after the Super Bowl, he was peacing out. Uh, Mm -hmm. But now the conspiracy theory is that he'd sign on to be the Pats' offensive coordinator uh, for 2018, and that he would potentially replace Bill Belichick at some point, possibly in 2019. That's the wow. conspiracy theory out there right now. Wow, but wow, hey, <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, it's I don't know. I, I guess when I when I saw well, when you saw this report, French, what, what did what did you think?
2: I just saw it for the first time in the rundown, and I'm like, whoa. I yeah. definitely thought that both him and Patricia were going to be out, and it was going to be new coaches in in New England. And you know, you got Rob Gronkowski talking about possibly retiring. I feel like there's gonna, either way, there's going to be a lot of changes, but if he sticks around, I mean, the Patriots are probably going to find themselves in the Super Bowl again next year. It's an
1: uncertain offseason, I think, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very New uncertain. England. Especially now,
2: with all that controversy, that ESPN article. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts to all this.
1: There's a lot of moving parts. And I, and I also feel like it's, it's interesting, too, because... It's uncertain, but it doesn't necessarily mean a lot of changes coming. No, yeah. a, lo- a lot of nothing could happen. Yes, yeah. true. <laughs> they could all be like, let's give it one more run. Ah, let's go again. Yeah. Let's let's go out there and win 13 to 16 games in a regular yeah. season. Right. Do this all. Th- do, do this whole thing again. Yeah. For it,
2: the record, uh,
3: many uh, besides uh, Pro Football Talk, other outlets, Mike. Mike Chappelle uh, from – he's a Colts beat writer. Okay. One of the best business says Josh McDaniels will be the next head, head Colts head coach, period. He, period. He expects there to be an announcement Tuesday maybe and then a, a presser like Wednesday or Thursday or something. Okay. So it sounds like this is still going to happen. It's definitely something that – you know, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world because McDaniels has been pretty like – he
1: wa- he's definitely waited re- to take the right. He opportunity. wants to take the right opportunity because yeah. I think he was soured by his Denver experience.
3: A- Absolutely, oh no, no question. I mean, he definitely wasn't ready for that, and I think he's, I think he's ready for the second run. But he wants to make sure it's the right team. But but it sounds like that this is still going to happen. But it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if it did.
5: Yeah, Tom Kieran from uh, NBC Sports Boston said that. He was told that Josh McDaniels is going to tell Belichick today that he's going to the Colts. There'll be a presser later this week.
1: Okay, yeah. there you go. I'll go over some final numbers before we move on here, but Corey Clement uh, had 100 yards receiving. What Yo,
3: Wisconsin way. running backs. So. Lo- Am I right, God? I love this Am I right?
1: Guy. Am I right? <laughs> I Undrafted. I love this guy too, man. Yeah. I, he's he's going to be a big-time sleeper for me yeah. year, man. I love him. <laughs> James, uh, you already mean, you've been laying the groundwork to hype him up
4: like – out, out of control for the last yeah for the last like two is, months I know out of control you know what's a it's it's couple a, cool. a
3: couple of crazy things about Corey Clement too okay. like one when the Eagles like again harkening back to that preseason point that Chris was bringing up when it was like are they going to cut LeGarrette Blunt or whatever yeah. they kind of yeah. had a bunch of these like little satellite backs there. Wendell Smallwood was the yeah. guy yeah right and, and and like people were like. Maybe Corey Clement is, like, the sleeper because, you know, he kind of profiles as, like, a big-back type of guy. And he hadn't been that guy really at all this year. And he's been, been like, a a, a receiving specialist, which also brings me to the point, like – Whenever people are are uh, you know ready to just be like that can never happen in the National Football League. Remember that if you had said at the beginning of the 2017 season that Nick Foles will be the Super Bowl MVP and Corey Clement will be the leading receiver on that team, <laughs> that you would have been slapped in the face right there. But you know what? a lot be. happens did it did it happen <laughs> it did it happen did it, it happen? did happen look did at the it numbers, a lot dude. a lot a lot of, oh, a lot of things can, can happen here in an NFL season
1: yeah it's funny too cuz on the ground um and we're talking about Corey Clement here because you're right he profiles as a bigger bet. he's 5'10" 220 man Right. Yeah. Uh, but, and he
4: was a, he was a between the
1: tackles like banger yes. for Wisconsin in college he was too was indeed but on the ground he only had 3 carries for 8 yards on the ground for Philadelphia, Legarrette Blunt, your leading rusher for Philadelphia, your leading rusher in the ball game. 14 carries, 90 yards, a very impressive 36-yard uh, scamper for touchdown as well. On the other side, James White had seven carries for 45. Rex Burkett chipped in with 18. Dion Lewis, I thought we didn't see enough of Dion Lewis in this ball game, but uh, nine carries, 39 yards for him. Uh, on the other side uh, for New England, in terms of uh, receiving, Danny Amendola led the way, 152 yards receiving on eight catches. Chris Hogan had 128 and six catches and a touchdown as He's well. Lights out. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Rob Gronkowski again, 116 and two touchdowns. On the other side for Philadelphia, Nelson Aguilar. 9 catches on 11 targets, very efficient at 84 yards. He was a chain mover in that ball. What, yeah. what a
4: what a story for Nelson Aguilar too, but like just a year ago yeah. he was like couldn't play. Left couldn't, couldn't catch a couldn't, ball. Couldn't catch a cold, like. Oh, yeah. He w- looked lost, like totally just-
3: lost his confidence. Totally yeah. lost his confidence. I mean, were, I remember the interviews in the locker room after some of, one of those more hideous performances, and, yeah. and he was just like, I don't. He's just like looked like he's lost, and like I, I don't know. He even said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And it just goes to show, you know, they they put him in a new role in the slot receiver That's position. The thing. They they sent out a productive player for them, and Jordan, Jordan Matthews, Matthews just handed him that job. And I think that confidence in the new role and the way Peterson coached that offense. I mean, it, it was this was a guy that looked like he Peterson was
4: just just a, it's such a cool story. Like, and it's also that you know. We we, we you you've harped on this Harmon where like we get wrapped up in like over analyzing the immediacy of like one week like oh yeah. my god this changes everything but yeah. also like players can change a little bit too they and take, like yeah. you know a, a year is almost like an eternity in the in the span of an NFL career especially
2: and, for yeah. a young
3: player yeah, yeah. yeah. so
4: it's just a really cool story for him to come back to that.
3: By by the way, the Eagles are the first team to win a Super Bowl without a thousand-yard receiver or thousand-yard rusher since the 2003
1: Patriots. That's interesting.
3: That's oh, it. Just goes wow. to show like what a team offense they are. And again, like I said Committees. earlier, how they can throw so many different things. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. obviously, I think next year, you know, J.J. will be a candidate to get a thousand yards. You know, maybe one of these receivers uh, goes over a thousand yards. Zach Ertz missed a few games. He might have gotten it had he not. But right. still, it just. Such a diverse attack. I mean, I was thinking about it, too. Like, are t- other than Aguilar and, and uh, like, they're two big free agent additions at, re- at receiver. I mean, yeah, these are guys from other teams. You don't normally see that.
2: Coming yeah, in. Smith and Jeffrey.
3: Their, their backfield, other than Corey Clement, pretty much two guys coming in from the outside. And, like, they've they've built b- both through free agency and the draft. They're really a good example of a team that can do both.
1: To me, Doug Peterson is the what, what Bill Belichick is to defensive players, Doug Peterson is to offensive players. Bill Belichick has made a career finding these guys, these gems in the rough, and putting them in the right positions and really getting a lot out of them. I mean, if you look at this roster for what Philadelphia's got right here, Nelson Aguilar, reclamation project. Alshon Jeffrey, there was a lot of question, but again, free agent, wide receiver, as you, as you mentioned, a lot of teams bungle that. I think Zach Ertz, I mean, had the Best year of his career yeah. under finally Doug Peterson. Yeah, finally was consistent. Uh, Torrey Smith, I thought, was utilized correctly. Corey Clement, uh, he was, an, I think he was an undrafted uh, running back. So yep. I, I, what Doug Peterson has done and gotten out of these guys – Nick Foles, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, Nick Foles, for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. They lost their starting quarterback. Um, You know what I mean? This is cool. Like, I kind of
4: mentioned it almost jokingly when we were doing the prediction pod, though, uh, that this could maybe – it's the the establishing of a new dynasty coming out and, like, the passing of the tour sort of thing, but – I think this where people are going to start putting a lot more respect on Doug Peterson's name after this run. Yeah. But you just look he's had 5 years in the NFL as an offensive coordinator head coach. His offenses have ranked 6th, 16th, ninth, 16th and 3rd in points. Like that's pretty that's good. a good that's a good run.
3: It's pretty good. I mean you look just to talk about how quickly that I mean we we talked about this on all season podcasts, I feel like a lot of how much these new receivers were going to gel with the Eagles, but like just looked up week seventeen for the Eagles to go seven and nine last year. The guys they had catching passes for them, they had Zach Ertz catch yeah. thirteen passes, Trey Burton catch five, Paul Turner. Catch two. Dorial nope. Green Beckham, remember him? Oh, my God, DGB. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> yes! on the offense last year. They had Brent Selick. They had Bryce Treggs. Oh, my God. Your boy Bryce Treggs. Your boy Bryce Treggs. And, and then Nelson it. Aguilar with a one-yard loss on a rush. You
5: know, piggyback <laughs> off, piggyback <laughs> off that, uh, they lost Jason Peters. Jason right? right? Peters. Yep. Quarterback. Right. They lost Darren Sproles, and they lost yep. Smallwood. And – these other guys plug step, in, and there right you go. Up.
0: Trey didn't, Burton, didn't, by the
3: way, he threw the touchdown pass. He's going to be somebody to—he's going to be somebody to watch uh, in free agency this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, not just because he can throw a pass. That's it? obviously neat, but he's—he's he's, a good, good
2: tight end too. Yeah. Didn't the kicker Jake Elliott get a chance because someone of yes. him got hurt? Uh, Caleb Sturg- Sturgis, yeah. Sturgis, Sturgis oh got gosh. hurt. Yeah, they had to bring in a rookie oh,
3: kicker. The
4: rookie kicker, ice in his veins, man. Oh yeah. my god. So that that 42 yarder at the end of the game, I, like, know. I was losing my mind on the couch. I'm like, how is this this kid? Like he's like six years younger than me and kicking in the Super Bowl right now.
1: And yeah. he looks like he's 12
4: too. Yeah, he looks. Yeah.
2: Like he, he's, <laughs> 12.
1: Well, he's so small. <laughs> he's so small. He, just, and,
2: uh, <laughs> he missed that extra point, and I was like, oh. Nah,
1: I, that, that's <laughs> that was that's what bad. that's what my buddies and I were talking about before the kick. It's like, oh. What do we gotta worry about? I mean, he just missed an extra point. Right. I mean, it's fine. He should he should nail this one.
5: Right. <laughs> so, what about Giskowski? I was missing gonna an say. A, missing a field goal and an extra point. That's yeah. four points. That's, four that's points, a turn. Right. a turnover, basically. Yeah. If yeah,
2: we miss points. a kick like that. Well, the or... one was the one was a bad snap. snap the holder it. couldn't get it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, that no, wasn't Gost's fault. But yeah. yeah, the other one was special
5: teams blunders. Yeah, yeah that never yeah, happened. They left
2: some points. That never happens to a Bill Belichick team. Yeah, he He was pretty. Ticked off about it.
5: By the way, speaking of coaching, there's a report that Greg Schiano will be the next defensive DC. coordinator of the Patriots. Yeah.
1: Ah.
3: Interesting. interesting. Okay. Uh,
5: I guess. Sure. <laughs> God.
3: There, not a, a there fan.
1: will be no humor in that yeah, coaching room. Not Gee a whiz, no. man. Not a Schiano fan either. Uh, Schiano and uh, Bill Belichick. I don't imagine there's going to be too many jokes being told uh, in that locker room. No, there nope. will be on the outside. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as we mentioned, man, it is uh, franchise's last go around here um i thought it'd be fun to kind of just take a look back at some of the uh very cool things uh that he has brought to the table uh you know what you know what we haven't uh, heard in a long time what? that fiery. i was digging up the fiery phoner. the fiery phoners so. oh all right so i'll play uh play some of the fiery phoners uh and uh and we'll go from there prepare yourself yes you. it's franchises fiery phoning
4: of the week
2: my fire take is that Alfred Morris gets revenge on the Redskins. REVENGE! REVENGE! <laughs> I'm outside in the sun. You guys know, you know what the sun is made of? No. Fire! <laughs> My lock of the week is Tim Hightower versus the 49ers' awful defense. You know what Hightower did last week, guys? He ran for over 100 yards, winning Fantasy titles. Hey, there's, there's so there's much, there's so much fire. fire. There's so much fire. There's sirens in the background. <laughs> the Fire trucks there's are there's coming to put them out. Trying to hold me down, guys. <laughs> out here. No, I don't need. I don't need
1: help. It's okay. No pants. No pants. Let's go. Let's talk about your lock of the week. Oh, you... <laughs> no no what was that?
3: <laughs>
2: it's
1: a siren. That's it's the no walk. pants siren. Ah! I am scared to ask you what your fire take of the week is. This has been fire on the
2: Fire take coming in. All
0: right. Oh, First boy. Running
2: back Peyton Barber is going to be a running back one this week. Whoa! <laughs> I bought this as it's, a, it's actually a solar-powered uh safety emergency radio that has an alarm and oh like a God. blinker on it and all you kinds are, of stuff.
1: You are such a
2: hipster. This is great. <laughs> no, I'm I'll be at the top of Runyon Canyon with my siren on <laughs> so that the, the rock the rock who will be flying helicopters around can find oh. me. I'll think oh. you and save me just like you did in San Andreas. <laughs> Well, my God. <laughs> San Andreas ref. I day. forgot about the little siren. <laughs> I that forgot I about now. the siren, too. Because those that would was be on my days off, but I would call in to do <laughs> yeah, the pod. Do you
4: remember it. the one, I didn't make it in the cut, but where Franchise was just so annoyed from oh, something yes. we said the other time where I just asked him questions like, who's your, who's your sleeper? Like, Corey Clement next next, <laughs> next. who's, hey, you- next. who's think- your bus Derek henry <laughs> like he
3: i just- think you even asked for a fire takes no fire yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just No just fire things. takes no fire no fire just takes just, just or just names yeah. just names <laughs> yeah, peace yeah, out
3: you're like are you gonna any analysis on that no, it no was, analysis. No, it was like week names.
2: nine, and I was over it.
3: Well, I think I think we had
1: no, because it was the week prior. We they trolled you or something. Yeah, uh, it's like, holy uh, hell! Oh. He's so was because you gave us a, one
3: of uh, one of your picks or something. And
1: yeah. of course, you did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I would always listen back and be like, "What they say after my segment?" Yeah, that's right. That yeah, was, and yeah, I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, they ripped on me." Cool. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the first one I ever did too. I think I called out Isaiah Crowell as some kind of fire take, and I was in my apartment going, gah, Like. With no pants on. Yeah, in my pajamas, just like my dog's, like <laughs> staring at me, judging
1: me while I scream. You guys remember that one time that he was uh, on vacation, I think, with Mackenzie? Oh, yeah. I and was in yeah. San Francisco. It, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. He was in San Francisco hotel room, and it came in so muted. Yes. Yeah, Because I pre-recorded
2: it on my phone, and <laughs> yeah, I've like, I- done it like four different <laughs> times. Started out like... Hey, Bella. I know <laughs> she was in the, in the room with me when I recorded it. I uh, oh, was. I, I, I regret you, that you one. Guys,
3: you guys don't have the That'll the type right. of relationship where you can. <laughs> She'd be like, just, just,
2: just do your thing. He was trying, like, he was trying do to wife her at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> that was just do your thing. <laughs> Sorry, didn't want, to, didn't want hey, to ruin it hey, with hey, his fiery phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have a great Friday. But the oh, the oh
2: organic God. emergency vehicle coming by when I was on the roof. <laughs> that, was that was that was that. Oh, happened you were any actually, better?
1: You're actually here. Oh yeah, that's right. You were in the building, right? You you were in the studio, then you walked out, then walked up to the room just to and call in. Just and we to call coffee. in. <laughs>
2: damn.
1: good times. Oh, uh, that was good times. All right. Uh, the other thing about French that uh, that that I love is that he will call you out. He will call you <laughs> oh, out. God. <laughs> on any damn thing. Get a life. Get a life. <laughs> and especially. The self-dap.
3: Um, I just want to daily dap to everybody that uh, supported uh, the reception perception this offseason and purchased the ultimate draft kit uh, where that was in. So second pod in a row that you've dapped yourself. <laughs> no, I'm dapping the people. I'm dapping the people who have supported me in this adventure, financially, spiritually, and emotionally, wow. which none of you. Jackass. Uh, why? Kid. Lie. <laughs> I bought reception. Perception, bro. Yeah, but you just uh, you just undid it by hurting my feelings. Give me my money back. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> you can do the thing where you like create a bitmoji or whatever on yes. there. Uh Okay. And I'm like, I don't like want to make myself look too handsome then people are like oh, you're so vain you think you look that pretty i don't want to make myself look too ugly and then it's I a it's a bit moji i know but you know i'm i'm it takes forever to make one and <laughs> look you're like ha- i've quit like halfway through five times okay. but i was very skeptical about the whole thing but this one made it all worth it it's a okay. little book with my face in it and it just says why even try <laughs> <laughs> and i thought it was so great with the brand that i've built that's on, on this podcast that's so I'll, I'll definitely tweet it out Perfect. for everybody uh, but it, it made the whole process worth it, it gave me a, a, a big laugh when i saw it
2: does this count as you dapping yourself since you dapped your own <laughs> it does energy? yes that's
3: three yes! that's three i'm dapping the- yes <laughs> this is
4: outrageous
2: there's it. levels i
4: that. love it Alex i'm never Gell-Hall. i'm not
3: doing daily daps anymore <laughs>
4: All right, Kel, I remembered it. I wanted to daily dap uh, one Hocus Pocus, which he was slandering the other day. Great Halloween movie. It's like a cult classic. What do you want from me? What is that face for? Hocus Pocus? Yeah, I was just channel surfing. I was like, oh, Hocus Pocus just started. So I turned it on and cracked a beer and enjoyed the hell out of myself. But just daily daps to Hocus Pocus and... Uh, what? Get a what life. <laughs> what? Get uh, a life. Why can't I enjoy a movie? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You D-bags.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man! So the get a life was so organic. I felt bad
4: afterwards. <laughs> we were all just—I was fun. so under attack by you In three. Tears. You guys were all like incredulous. Just the, the, like way no, the way you said it. No,
2: the way you said it. It was it well, was even perfect. Though,
1: just just cracked the beer and enjoyed. Yeah, re- <laughs> the recording too. James being like hocus pocus. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love Harmon <laughs> Like, the brand I've built I, on yeah, this yeah. podcast, uh, and here's my face on a sticker. I'll tweet it out from my own Twitter handle. <laughs> I've had to relive, like, this whole, horrible Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just like that's the fair. third time. Those Sorry. Brought up so yeah, many times. Sorry, pals. Love uh, you guys, actually.
3: God, what a trash person I am.
1: Uh yes, the other thing about French oh, uh, man. that I love. There's can, more? It, yes, there is one more thing. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> and this is uh, people don't realize this about French, but um he makes a lot of random noises. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he makes a lot of random noises <laughs> and he loves to get mad online. Oh
4: yeah. Oh yes. Oh uh, French <laughs> my favorite thing is seeing French get mad online. This
1: is gonna be embarrassing, very sensitive.
3: Block uh, party, party! Block party! party! <laughs>
2: What's that? All right, French. There's, was like, that, was that Tom, a Tom Brady? I don't understand. French, What's you that? got multiple people you're blocking. In I have party? two. Can I do two? <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, I was gonna say so, we might want to just let him. Read by the out way, the franchise is mad online a lot. Oh, dude, peek behind the curtain here. So I've already blocked this guy oh my last God. year, but I revealed what French loves to block. He's people. mad yeah, online. Do online. not tweet at me or I'll block. You. <laughs> well, we were gonna <laughs> we're, do tweet not. We said we said yesterday the franchise's
3: Twitter process is one step one tweet, step two get pissed.
2: <laughs> I said, has the Jets wide receiving core ever been uglier? And Jets Twitter came at me, oh, like they'd never come at me before. This uh, guy, this one guy, replied, uh, "Dave Nuss." He says, "Who are you? Why are you talking about the Jets? And how are you Twitter verified? Because saying things like this is just dot 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 ug.
1: You know what? You know what? David Nuss dot dot dot. You're
2: blah blah
1: blah. Oh, man, this is the best segment. <laughs> Woo, this feels great. All right, <laughs> uh, let's get into trade calls here. NFL.com slash trade calls. Bye, buy, buy. buy. Sales. Sure. Trade. trade calls. Trade calls. I got to get the audio. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was going to say, we can really why do this. We, I was like, why are we still doing?
2: feel <laughs> <laughs> feeling good? We were making fun of the way Al Michaels says yeah. Alfred Morris. Maris. Ma- Maris. Maris. Let's talk about Alfred Maris. Maris. Marrish. 18 Al- carries. Mar- 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 18 carries 93 <laughs> yards. <laughs> Alfred Maris. Unbelievable. Mar- I think Maris has been pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a good sign that Morris has had double-digit carries in each of the last two games.
1: Good to go? You said maybe. All right, here we go. You're going to be
2: the one that saves me. We're <laughs> in <laughs> Wonderworld!
1: Jesus, what a combo that was!
2: Wonderworld! Am I good? Wonderworld! Am I good? Wonderworld! My favorite turn. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Today. All right. Wow! Wow! I love
2: blocking him. <clears throat> I love the step one tweet, step two, <laughs> get, get pissed. pissed. <laughs> it's true. Uh,
1: the fact it that is you true. unblocked that guy to block him again oh, yeah. is special. Block, 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 block party. That was great. That was a fun uh, But yes, you, you make a lot of random noises. A- and also you brought Wonderwall to the table yeah. as yes. well. That's a uh, that's that's the official NFL Fantasy Live hype song. Hype song. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense. I it
2: doesn't a, make any I, sense. Some at all. people are like, "Why is this your hype song?" It makes me want to walk off a cliff. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I now
4: get a a ra- I get irrationally excited whenever it comes on. So oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's our the, theme. It's the NFL Fantasy Live, you know, po- pregame song. Yeah. the official pregame song uh, of the podcast there, as well. So there you go. You got a little taste of what uh, of what franchise brought to the table over the last few uh, seasons here, but. Uh, yeah, man. It's been it's been a fun ride. Uh. And again, I, I am sad. Uh. That this ride is coming to an end. Very right. sad. But yeah, I'm happy for you though. Overall, man. Thanks. Yeah. It's thanks for ride. the little tribute there. That was nice. Yeah. That was a very, nice touch. Yeah. There you go. It's good. All right. Uh. Should we close out our show with a round of daily daps? We daps. should.
2: All right. Let's do it. Daps. 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 daps, daps. daps.
1: Uh. Alex Gilhard, We'll start with you.
4: Uh. I'm gonna dap the uh, solo. For a Star Wars story, the trailer came out this fuller, full, quote-unquote, oh, trailer okay. came out this morning. It's like a minute and a half. But it looks pretty cool. Um, I think I, I was getting nervous because it's had a tumultuous uh, production process. Oh, they, has it? They fired the directors midway through the shoot. Oh, no. And then uh, had to do a bunch of reshoots, and Ron Howard came in at the end. And then oh. I mean, the movie comes out this summer, and we just now got a trailer for a Franchise as high profile as a Star Wars film, like typically that trailer is supposed to be out like a year in advance to build up massive anticipation. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little worried, but it looks like it. It looks like it could be a little fun uh, slice of the the Star Wars universe there. I so be honest
1: with you, the thirty second spot got me super pumped. I yeah. thought it was great. I didn't know it was. A, I didn't know that the production behind it was so uh,
4: very very tumultuous. Interesting. Uh, so I'm I'm fingers crossed. I'm hopeful for that. Okay. And uh, I feel like Star had-
3: Wars is just basically like. Their side stories are going to be good now. Get me, you know, the main the main storyline, who cares anymore? <laughs> like who cares about the same old freaking character?
4: We don't we don't have to get into my Last Jedi rants, but Oh uh, no, I
3: know, but I'm saying I think like like Rogue One was great. You didn't like the- Last Jedi?
4: Uh, let's not let's not go down this. I didn't realize what. Let's save it. For I a... thought it was great. We'll take it offline. Yeah, we'll oh. take it offline. We don't need to. You don't
3: need to. This
4: <laughs> to, oh will turn into another an hour. hour. I have a <laughs> lot of issues. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I had something else to dab, but I, oh, this is us. That that yeah. show is just awesome. I thought they did a really good episode after the Super Bowl last night. A Couple good uh, psych outs that they do that they've done to us now, and yeah. uh, they delivered on the one of the big storylines that they've been talking about and setting up for. Nearly two seasons now, so yeah, I thought I thought it was a really a really strong episode, and Mandy Moore killed it last night. Yeah, uh, she didn't get nominated for uh, an Emmy last year. I thought she she probably should have uh, for season one because she she does a really great job, uh, and I hope she gets the recognition this year because uh, she was she was excellent. Yeah, in that, a very difficult scene. That end she, scene was great. She yeah. just she carried it.
1: Yeah. All right, there you go. I will daily dap a, a brunch spot in Playa. It's called Playa Provisions. Oh yeah, it's, it's, good uh, it's so a great good. spot. Yeah. Um uh it, they kind of do a lot of different things. If you're a fan of whiskey, it's a full service whiskey bar. They've got like what? Huh. Uh, it's It's got like five pages of different whiskeys. Oh yeah, that grain. Did We're not, not know that. Back, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: I like whiskey. It's
1: uh, it's great. If uh, so, if you're a big fan of whiskey, go down. Apply provisions. It's uh, started, owned, and operated by uh, Brooke Williams. Yeah. From Top Chef. She won Top Chef like yes. two
2: seasons ago, I think.
1: Uh, they, she has another gastro pub down where I, uh, kind of where I'm at. It's called a Hudson House, which is oh my god. Unbelievable! It's terrific. The food there is great, but it's a it's a great little gastropub. But so that's what inspired me to go to Playa Provisions. Uh, was not disappointed there. Had, got brunch over the weekend uh, there on Saturday. We also trekked over to Abbott Kinney uh, Venice area here in L. A. Went to Blue Star Donuts for dessert. Uh, got a lemon poppy seed buttermilk and a raspberry rosemary. Ooh. Buttermilk. They sound delightful. So, was this
3: the cheat day on your no carb carb diet? Oh, my God.
1: This was the cheat weekend. Nice. Because uh, on Sunday, I had a party at my house, uh, did a full on barbecue there. (laughs) 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 Cool.
3: Uh, uh, yeah. I guess well I guess we aren't really I, you know, I, he probably, I know I'm not in your economic <laughs> status and this was probably <laughs> with your rich gonna, fa- oh, friends
4: God. Uh, I mean, so I get it he probably mailed it to our uh, old address that's what uh, yeah. Right. I understand
3: Right. It, one of these two explanations right. is it <clears throat> you didn't get my new address yet or uh, you wanted to slight me for being uh, you know a, a, a uh, normie uh, crap. in terms of money making <laughs> either one works a normie either, or either one works <laughs> yeah not, not like uh, you elites.
1: Oh man! Uh, well, I did throw some blue cheese onto my onto my burger. If that makes it elite at all,
3: I mean it definitely makes you uh, yeah. an elitist. Yeah. Okay. Like blue all cheese right. on your burger. Oh, it was cool. a blue
1: cheese bacon. Burger? No,
3: honestly, that's what rich people do. Okay. That's what people people like you.
1: Oh,
2: I see.
3: That's what people like you do to try to to try to like fit in fit in like you're one of the common folk. God. Like, oh, this is what they put the blue cheese on. <laughs> what? What's well, what happening? I have a British accent now. I don't uh, everyone knows okay. the British accent is synonymous
1: with wealth. Yeah. They <laughs> say, knows. oh, okay, uh, great, Matt Harmon. We're a lot of things right <laughs>
3: now. <Jesus. laughs> so, you know when you like got a you, when you got a good uh a good bit going, and, yeah. and you're, then but it's like you're juggling, and then suddenly you're throwing other things in there. That's kind of how it was like old oh, with gosh. the British accent. I'm juggling now. I don't <laughs> okay. Know what
4: yeah, I think you you you, you <laughs> overshot there a Bail. little bit.
3: <laughs> a little bit. But well, whatever. Oh, yeah. The yeah. point. The point. The point stands. Still hit. Okay. The point um. Yeah. I'll daily to This is us. <laughs> uh, uh. Episode of yesterday too. That was a great, uh, great fruition. And just d- definitely daily daps to franchise. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Franchise and Chris. Yeah. Franchise and Chris. For absolutely. Like, I mean, French and I have obviously worked together a lot on on different things here. And yeah. Uh. Looks like uh. I'm being abandoned. That's fine. <laughs> I, just, I am, I'm abandoning just it. one yes. of my. I mean, I Good be, luck. I will be in therapy very, very long for this. <laughs> Best just to one, you. One of the many to abandon me, and uh, that's fine. Um, but uh, no, it, seriously, it, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll continue to do some stuff together. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. Yes. We'll see.
1: Producer Chris, what do you
3: got?
5: You know what? I just started rewatching The Wire. Oh yeah, oh, oh, damn. And it's been like nine years since the last time I saw it, so I thought it'd be a good time. Yeah. Football season over. So I'm like five episodes into the first season. So if you haven't seen it, get into the wire. If you have seen it, and it's been a while, there's a lot of things that you pick up because there's just so much going on in each episode. Is so. Everybody
1: here everybody here seen The Wire? I have seen Most two of se- two, yeah, two seasons of The Wire. Yeah. Uh not a long time. Uh, this ago. is gonna be a super hot take, but not a huge fan.
5: No. Okay. I,
1: I, I, and it's funny, too, because when you talk to people about The Wire, it's like, oh, well, you, you just have to get through the first couple seasons. And it's like, okay, I still love the first couple seasons.
5: I think the first season is maybe my favorite. And I The think first
1: season I thought was was good. There was a lot of slow parts. The end was cool.
2: Yeah.
4: The whole show is kind of a slow, methodical burn, though. Yeah. Like, so, it's not like a Breaking Bad or anything where the episodes end on big kind of cliffhanger heavy notes. It's all just... Building up, you know, in each season to its culmination. There,
1: there are, but but there are standalone arcs inside that inside that series as well, right? I mean, there, there's, there's, I, from what I understand, I didn't watch the whole. I didn't watch the whole thing. How many? How many seasons are there? Seven? Five? Six?
5: I think there's five. Okay, there's five seasons. But you know, from nine years ago to present, you pick up things, and I think you appreciate some of probably. the probably they do. Yeah. in the show, I should
1: give or, it another try.
5: I, I would. Yeah, it's really good. I should give it it's another really try. It's Really good. Okay. And, and it just that's all you guys, it's been a it's been an awesome season. Now that we're uh, we're piecing out here, so yeah. producer
1: Chris is a has been a terrific producer. He is super professional, super prepared. Always on time, puts up with our crap, puts yeah. up with our crap. <laughs> That's pretty big. Uh, and it the took us forever to get an actual producer.
5: It did.
3: And this is our first real regular one. And, it, and we've
5: be- been
1: spoiled, quite honestly. Yeah. Yes.
3: We'll um. probably
4: get some bum in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no,
5: man, you guys are good, Tampozie Nation. Maybe in the mix. <laughs> what I just <laughs> said.
4: We're gonna get, but yeah, she's she might. Uh, I think she's on the the seven month thing. We don't. Yeah, no. Her for a while. So. Yeah,
3: it's too bad. Let's let's. Why isn't she in here today?
2: What, she was at we? the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I know. I wonder. Has anyone checked her Twitter? Oh, how,
2: oh, God. Wait, how many Amy Schumer drinks? Right, exactly. Know, it's no, Amy
1: Schumer giant wine glass can like muted over. I've had her muted for weeks, but <laughs> let me <laughs> unmute Muted me for out. weeks. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, producer Chris is going to definitely be missed, man. Uh, he is it. uh, you know, obviously he's a huge football fan, lifelong football fan. Um brought a lot to the table in turn- I mean, here's the here's the dirty little secret, okay, guys? Uh, for those l- listening out there. Hmm. You will run into in this business a lot of folks um on the even in even at NFL Network there are a lot of folks who don't care about football. Yeah. At all. And they're working here because they got a job, right? But it's like this is this is they don't care about football at all. Um, what's been great about this particular crew is that every single person in this room, just absolutely loves football and has yeah. lived football for a long time, and that is Chris Harry in a nutshell. Yeah. Man, he's lived it in his entire life, works it right now, um, and that and I think that's a big reason why he's been uh, such a benefit and a boon uh, to the podcast. So certainly he will be missed. As well. All right, so we'll close out the show. Daily Daps from Matt Franchard.
2: I guess I'll start with just dapsing all the listeners and stuff who've who've been listening to this podcast for years. I know Gelhar helped get it off the ground a couple years yep. ago. Resurrected it. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I remember my first podcast in here. I think it was like June of maybe two years ago, and I was like, the lights are so bright, and I was so nervous, and I think it was just you, me, and Marcus, co. Okay. And uh, I was super nervous, and I didn't know, like, you know, how to – I didn't know what the hell I was doing, basically. <laughs> all right, and you guys threw me in here, and the opportunities yeah. I've had at this place have really helped boost me, and I've gotten great experiences in broadcasting, whether it be audio on air. Yeah, you know, I, I hope I've become a better writer in my time here. I was just kind of a kid with a dream when I got this job. Um, you know what's funny
3: about that for about that podcast? This was that was before I even worked here. Cause yeah, I remember I got the job and started, and I was like, all right, let me like check these guys out, like yeah. this, this pod or whatever. Sure. And I remember listening to that episode, and it's so funny. Like, you say, like, you're nervous and all that. Like, I remember listening to that specifically and be like, oh, my God, these guys are, like, hacks. No, like, these guys are really sharp. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't know if the, what they're saying is smart, but, like, they sound good. Like, right. Like, everything is on time. I'm mean, like, oh, shoot. I'm used to doing, like, YouTube right broadcasts. Like, so right. It, it just goes to show, like, Sometimes you feel nervous, but like you got it. Like some people just have it, and and it doesn't uh, doesn't come through to the audience. Right, right, right. It's it's, it was. I remember listening to that, and then I was like, All right, what does this Franciscovich guy look like? I'm like, Oh god, he's got better hair than me. Damn ah, it. damn it! I'm not working. On. I'm, and, and, I, and a better beard. And a hair better beard. I, I, how do I how do I get how do I get out of this gig? Oh,
1: um, wow. you know, but, you know, franchise to me has always been Vinny on. I don't know. I'm totally dating myself, but uh, the Jersey Shore
3: what <laughs> not even no uh, it's not that you just dated yourself i yeah it's it, not slander that's not no the, that is not the air first of all wow
1: it's not because Vinny was my favorite character on on the jersey shore uh, uh he, let me see this
3: <laughs> in season one it's i did because i didn't in watch season two.
1: one I didn't I didn't, I didn't I didn't watch season two or whatever who's the How
5: situation mean? then that's
1: yeah no no <laughs> but that's what i'm saying so like there was mike the situation all right there was uh who, dj who's the dj dude now
5: Paulie D. Uh, Paulie D.
1: Ronnie, and there mire, was Ronnie, okay. his, there uh, was Ronnie yeah. who was a meathead, right? What
5: and the heck? Then, Why? Why? Yes. Why are we going? Snook and down then there was Vinny Snooky,
1: A little Snook. No. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, now Vinny, yeah. when he's when the when the show started, Vinny wasn't uh, uh, a a high profile character. Yeah. At the start of season one, right? It was all about Paulie D. and Mike the Situation, right? Okay. But by the time the season closed, (laughs) the look on Alex Kelhart's face is absolutely – this is great. I love it. But by the time the season ended, (laughs) I thought Vinny stole the show. Even though he didn't have all of the camera time, every single time he was on the show, he stole – the actual show I it was see, efficient. I, I see where see you're going. You're saying, yes, now.
3: I kind of see what you're saying too. Like, and that analogy makes a lot of sense because I remember watching that show my freshman <laughs> year of college. Like, so, yeah, like on Wednesdays or whatever, come out. Everybody, you like get in one dorm room, get a bunch of beer, and, and yeah, watch yeah. it. And that was like my roommate was a big Vinny guy, and he's like, no, nah, Vinny's like kind of sneaky. The, it's the sleeper, the, the, the sleeper of the show. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right, like, so it's a perf- it's actually a perfect analogy.
2: Oh well, thank you then. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's actually my last my last on like air a, time compared to a character from jersey shore season one right season He's one and turns. It, wow it's crazy but I, but yeah i get it it makes sense <laughs> but you? thanks to all you guys chris good luck going forward this has been thanks, awesome buddy. i mean i don't know what else. i'm not good at this stuff <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks to the listeners for jumping on board with my stupid brand on twitter and hating everything <laughs> <laughs> Hey. And everyone who liked trade calls, that was something that I did this year that was pretty fun. Oh my
1: god. That and was that, that was I'm a sure. show stealer too.
2: Yeah. How many people will you be blocking and unfollowing in the next I blo I unfollowed about a hundred people the other day. Nice. nice. There it is. Yeah.
1: We'll <laughs> clean clean in house. There you, uh, there you go. There's going to be some uh, Twitter detectives on here to see who. see You know what I'm saying? By g- the way, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily daps to that app or whatever that Claybon
4: sent us that allows you oh, to yeah. sort your follows and stuff like that to help Lips, clean it up. Fl- yeah,
3: Claybon sent like an updated called. tweet deck plug in. <laughs> uh, updated tweet? What? Hey, uh, Surprise
4: uh, Claybon oh, is yeah. the one who's got all the, the ins on the good stuff for yeah. Twitter. Right, right, right. Shocking, shocking. Yeah. Oh,
3: um, but who's going to say see you later now?
2: Uh, we'll just retire it. Yeah, do I say never?
3: it?
1: Do I say it this time? I think you say, say like, see like, see you never? Yes. <laughs> see you never. All right. <laughs> okay, that's how I'll do I it. I love it. I love it. All right. That's the show for Matt Harmon, Alex Gellhar, producer Chris, and, of course, Matt Franchise. Matt Franciscovich, I'm James Go. We'll see you later.
0: See you never. Shop now at a store near you.
1: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry.
0: Toyota, let's go places.
2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Supply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.